Welcome to Positively 365, a podcast by Joe Wattis. We wish to entertain, instruct, and motivate. If nothing else, hopefully we can entertain and inspire you to live a more positive life 365 days a year. We hope you enjoy this message. An elderly couple had dinner at another couple's house. And after eating, the wives left the table and went into the kitchen. The two elderly gentlemen were talking and one said, Last night we went out to a new restaurant and it was really great. I would recommend it very highly. The other man said, What is the name of the restaurant? The first man thought and thought. And finally he said, What is the name of that flower you give someone you love? You know, the one that is red and has all the thorns? Oh, do you mean a rose? The other man said. Yes, he said. He turned toward the kitchen and yelled, Rose, what's the name of that restaurant we went to last night? Although the response to the coronavirus has left many people fearful, it's probably safe to say that many of you have had to reevaluate how you live. For many, it has meant the loss of income, especially those self-employed and or service-based industries, as well as taking on new roles, such as teachers for your children or working from home instead of an office, and even having to change your entire job duties. Yes, the changes have been drastic for many people. While these are huge challenges that even cause new problems, you can stop and reflect and decide if you're going to be defeated or if you're going to use this experience to make your life far better than it was before. It is in times like this that you figure out what matters most, your time, your money, your health, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual all matter, your career, your home, your hobbies and passions, your children, all need you to pay attention to them. This is a lot to manage, so take a moment, just a moment, and pay attention to that moment, to that one email, to that one child, to that one task at home, one at a time, one moment at a time. These little moments are all that matter. You can't stop the virus or the other thousands of ways you can become sick or die, but you can choose how you live in each moment. Remember to ask for help if you need it and to offer help where you can. In this week's episode of Positively 365, we will talk about the importance of the little things and why little things matter. But first, we have our trivia question of the day. Are you ready for it? Here it is. What is the only NFL team with a plant for a logo? We will have the answer when we come back. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? One of the ways we are able to continue is through listener support. Simply go to www.anchor.fm forward slash positively 365. 
From there, you can access every episode of the podcast. You can also leave me a message. And if you feel so inclined, you can click the support button for as little as 99 cents a month. You can become a sponsor of this program. You will earn my undying affection and have the satisfaction of knowing that you are doing something to spread more positivity in today's negative world. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support, financially and otherwise. Do you know the answer to this week's trivia question? The question was, What is the only NFL team with a plant for a logo? The answer, the New Orleans Saints, of course. Their logo is a fleur-de-lis, which is a stylized lily. Now you know. When I was a child, I remember visiting the library one afternoon with my friends. I was about nine years old, and we were at the library because it was air-conditioned on a particularly hot summer day. All in all, it was an average, unremarkable day and seemingly not a significant memory to carry as an adult. But it has stayed with me all these years because I learned two important lessons that day. While at the library, my friend Katie asked me to read her a book. I remember feeling a little annoyed because I wanted to look at my own books. But I sat down next to her anyway and read her the book, albeit hastily. Later that day, when Katie's mom asked her what her favorite part of the day was, she told her mom that it was when I read her that book. I remember feeling ashamed of my hurried and ungracious attitude toward my friend, and I wished I could go back in time, sit down with the book, and spend more time reading to her. The first lifelong lesson I learned that day, our choices matter, even in life's little moments, because you never know when you are impacting another person's life. We spend so much time defining ourselves through external benchmarks like education, job titles, and income that we can forget to offer the world's greatest commodities like kindness, patience, and understanding. That day at the library changed my view of the world and it became part of my identity. No matter how small and seemingly insignificant those little moments are happening all the time all around us. We cannot always know when our actions are affecting another person, but we have the ability to make those moments positive ones no matter how routine the moment may seem to be. Simply giving a child time and paying attention can make an extraordinary impact on the trajectory of their life. The second lesson I learned that day in the library, the moments children cherish are not always grand, monumental experiences. Sometimes it's just having someone who will take the time to read them a little book.
A True Story by Kent Nurburn. Twenty years ago, I drove a cab for a living. One time I arrived in the middle of the night for a pickup at a building that was dark, except for a single light in a ground floor window. Under these circumstances, many cab drivers would just honk once or twice, wait a minute, and then drive away. But I had seen too many impoverished people who depended on taxis as their only means of transportation. Unless a situation smelled of danger, I always went to the door. This passenger might be someone who needs my assistance, I reasoned to myself. So I walked to the door and knocked. Just a minute, answered a frail, elderly voice. I could hear something being dragged across the floor. After a long pause, the door opened. A small woman in her 80s stood before me. She was wearing a print dress and a pillbox hat with a veil pinned on it, like somebody out of the 1940s movies. By her side was a small nylon suitcase. The apartment looked as if no one had lived in it for years. All the furniture was covered with sheets. There were no clocks on the walls no knick-knacks or utensils on the counters. In the corner was a cardboard box filled with photos and glassware. Would you carry my bag out to the car, she asked. I took the suitcase to the cab, then returned to assist the woman. She took my arm, and we walked slowly towards the curb. She kept thanking me for my kindness. It's nothing, I told her. I just try to treat my passengers the way I would want my mother to be treated. Oh, you're such a good boy, she said. When we got in the cab, she gave me an address and then asked, Would you mind driving through downtown, though? It's not the shortest way, I answered quickly. Oh, I don't mind, she said. I'm in no hurry. I'm on my way to a hospice house. I looked in the rearview mirror. Her eyes were glistening. I don't have any family left, she continued. The doctor says I don't have very long for this world. I quietly reached over and shut off the meter. What route would you like for me to take you? I asked. For the next two hours, we drove through the city. She showed me the building where she had once worked as an elevator operator. We drove through the neighborhood where she and her husband had lived when they were newlyweds. She had me pull up in front of a furniture warehouse that had once been a ballroom where she had gone dancing as a girl. Sometimes she asked me to slow in front of a particular building or a corner and would sit there staring into the darkness, saying nothing. As the first hint of sun started creasing the horizon, she said suddenly, I'm tired. Let's go now. We drove in silence to the address that she had given me. It was a low building, like a small convalescent home with a driveway that passed under a portico. Two orderlies came out to the cab as soon as we pulled up. They were solicitous and intent, watching her every move. They must have been expecting her. I opened the trunk and took the small suitcase to the door. The woman was already seated in a wheelchair. How much do I owe you, she asked, reaching into her purse. Nothing, I said. 
You have to make a living, she answered. There are other passengers, I told her. Almost without thinking, I bent over and gave her a hug. She held on to me tightly. You gave an old woman a moment of joy, she said. Thank you. I squeezed her hand, then walked into the dim morning light. Behind me, a door shut. It was the sound of the closing of a life. I didn't pick up any more passengers that shift. I drove aimlessly, lost in thought. For the rest of the day, I could hardly talk. What if that woman had gotten an angry cab driver or one who was impatient to end his shift? What if I had refused to take the run or had honked once and then driven away? On a quick review, I don't think that I have done anything more important in my life. We're conditioned to think that our lives revolve around the great moments, but great moments often catch us unaware, beautifully wrapped in what others may consider a small moment. Thank you for joining us today. Please consider taking a moment to like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can also connect with us and join the conversation on Facebook. Just search for Positively 365. We would love to hear from you. So until next time, stay positive today and every day, 365 days a year. The preceding has been a Canine Wattis production. Sandy, Rita, Levi, do you approve?